Thank you for joining us today for the Gospel Light Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Lenentine. We are a Bible-believing, Christ-honoring, gospel-centered church family located in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. We are motivated to love God, grow together, and serve others. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at gospellightbaptist.org. Now we hope you enjoy today's message from one of our pastoral team members. for a while, give us an opportunity to stand, but also to give an honor and respect to the precious Word of God, as we'll focus now on God's Word here for just these few verses. In 1 John chapter 4, and then in verse number 9, the Bible says, and this was manifest, the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him, here in His love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. Verse 14, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoso, uh, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless and lead us now in these few moments. And Lord, just speak to our hearts now from your word. We'd heard the amazing message that was sung. Thank you for the voices uh, and that ability that you gave to all of those in the choir, for those for the instrumentals, for the children that sang. Thank you, Lord, for just enabling them, empowering them to do it. Thank you for them giving them themselves uh, because they wanted to glorify you and lift up your name. So bless as we look into your word and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated now all over. Uh, and <clears throat> we come now to, um, to this uh, place first. I want us to see if we would uh, about David Brainerd. Now, David Brainerd was an amazing pioneering missionary for the Native American Indians. He truly believed that God had sent him to be the first missionary to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Native Americans of New Jersey. He lived in a tent among them and he translated the Bible and spoke to them in their own language. He did his mission work until the day that he died at 29 years old. Quite an amazing story about how dedicated that he was living among them, going through the very harsh winters, got pneumonia and ultimately died at 29 years old of what would be called consumption, uh, where his lungs just filled and then failed on him. His faith and his passion, uh, passionate pursuit for God's holiness has inspired countless other missionaries such as William Carey, Ananiah Judson, and Jim Elliott. His story is still being told today to rekindle the heart for missions so that the love of God may be made known to every lost soul on earth. It's a wonderful story about David Brainerd, again, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Native Americans. 
very, very early on, and um, it was not something that had been done before that. Thank God for all of those ministries, and many, many uh, Native Americans have been saved, as well as people from all different walks and all different languages all around the world. And this is a great testimony because David Brainerd believed that, specifically, that he was sent by God to go to this unreached people, and he made some great sacrifices, personal sacrifices in doing that. No doubt his life was taken earlier uh, than would need to have happened just because of his sacrificial service to the Lord. I say that because it's just a glimpse, just a small glimpse, if you would, of the great sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. And so I want us, if we would, as we look into this passage, to see that, and that is that God's great love for us, that God loved us so very, very much. It's amazing as we look into this passage now, where you'll see this specifically three times where it says, sent where it says sent, that God sent. We're going to look at that to send then specifically on a mission. And that is that God the Father sent his son Jesus Christ on a mission for us. Look if you would at me again. We want to highlight this part. In verse number 9, at the last part of that, it says, Because that God, this is God the Father, now sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Then in the very next verse, in verse number 10, you pick up in the middle of that again, or just towards the beginning, that God, uh, but that he loved us, the God the Father, and it says that he sent his son to be the propitiation for our faith. And then in verse 14 it says, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent his, the, the son to be the savior of the world. And so God in his great love and his mercy for us did as we see so very clearly in this passage. Not a usual passage to be preached here at Christmas time, but just an amazing truth as we see so clearly here that God the Father in his love for us has sent his son down to earth. At Christmas time, that really is what we're remembering as you saw that presented Emmanuel, God with us, but specifically again that the Father sent his son Jesus Christ into the world for us, for you, and for me. It's so interesting also in this great verse in John 3, 16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God, in his love for us, again, sent his Son. He gave his Son for us so that Jesus would come into this world for the purpose of dying on the cross for our sins. In Romans 5, in verse number 8, the Bible says, But God commendeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The word commend there specifically means to exhibit, if you would, to present, or to come and to stand near. And so what happens is that a holy God who was up in heaven, uh, who had, doesn't know sin, had not touched sin, had never sinned throughout all of eternity, that holy God the Father sent his Son, God who came in the flesh, Jesus Christ, who also had never sinned, had never touched sin, but God in his goodness to us sent Jesus so that he might come, come near to us, so that he in turn then could be our Savior so that we could go to heaven. Thank God for that love that God has for each of us. And we want to see then from this, just carefully in these verses that we look, in the reason why it is that Jesus came. So it tells us in those verses, those three verses, that the Father, God the Father, sent his Son. And there's a, a different reason, if you would, or conclusion for each one. And of course, they're all tied together. It says in verse number 9, it says that the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, so that we might live. 
And that's an interesting thought or an interesting truth because you say, well, pastor, here we are today, and obviously we're, we're living, we're alive. And yet, God is not talking to us here in the physical sense, but he's talking to us in the spiritual sense. When Eve and then Adam sinned back in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that they passed then, genetically, they passed sin on to all mankind. That is that every man and woman was born into this world already under the curse of sin. Isn't it interesting with your little children that you really don't have to teach them how to disobey? They learn it all on their own. You don't have to teach them to be selfish with their toys. You don't have to teach them how to whack their sibling in the head. You don't have to teach them any of that stuff. They just know it because they're born into the world with that sin nature. But what God says to us is, is that I sent my son, I sent Jesus Christ into the world so that he would die for your sins and then he rose again so that you could have eternal life, so that you could have everlasting life so that you would have that spiritual life that we did not have before we were saved. And so the Bible says, and Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so Jesus Christ wants to save you and I, and then he wants to help us through this life, but especially he wants to take us to heaven so that we can be with him forever and ever We'll see this here on the screen. It says, so that we might live. Also then, that God the Father sent his Son to the world so that he then would be a sacrifice for our sins. It uses the word, they're kind of a big word, and it used the word propitiation. That word propitiation means specifically a sacrifice to take away our sins. And so Jesus then was that sacrifice. You might remember when Jesus was starting his earthly ministry, he comes to John the Baptist. Now John the Baptist said to Jesus, I have need to be baptized by you. But Jesus said, suffer it or allow it to be so, because this will fulfill all righteousness. So it was going to start the earthly ministry of Jesus when he was baptized by John the Baptist. And when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he said, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That Lamb of God was the sacrifice all through the Old Testament, they would bring a lamb as an offering for sin. And that lamb was sacrificed and it would cover for sin for another year. And then again, and it would cover for sin on that holy day for another year. But then in the fullness of time, Jesus Christ as the lamb of God would come and offer himself as a sacrifice. And that he would die once for all, not just covering sin, but taking it away. Amen? Paying for it in full. And that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross for you and me. So we remember that Jesus was sent into the world so that he might give us eternal life, spiritual life. He came into the world so that we might have Jesus Christ as that sacrifice for our sins. And then it says that he came into the world that he might save the world that tells us uh, from our sins. That he might be a savior, I'm sorry, a savior of the world. And Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And it's so important for us to understand why it is that Jesus came in the world. And I want us to understand that he came for this purpose to die for our sins. Now truly Christmas is a beautiful time. 
Uh, it's a time that it's just so festive. I don't know about you, but I like the lights. I don't like putting up the lights, but I like the lights and, uh, and <laughs> like all the decorations. And really, it's amazing. There's less and less of this, but you go into any different store, many different stores, and they're actually playing music about Jesus, amen, about his birth and about uh, just telling the story of Jesus Christ. Often in the music that they would play in different stores, it's a great time uh, for us to come together as a family. It's a great time uh, for us to have gift giving as we would give one to another. It's just a very special time. And here's what I want us to understand. If Jesus did all of this sacrifice for us, it's not just for all of the beauty that we would see and the fun and the festivity that we would have in this time of the year. But it was very purposeful and very intentional. And that is that Jesus would come into the world to purchase for us salvation so that we could receive the gift of God. Think about that for just a moment. That we could receive the greatest gift that has ever been given, ever known to mankind. Imagine if you would for just a second as a child or let's say even as an adult that you have uh, a really rich uncle. I don't know if you had one, but we had a rich uncle. Amen. And um, so I know that he was a rich uncle because all the other family members was hitting him up for money all the time. Right. That's how that works. And so let's say then that you have a very rich uncle coming over to your house for Christmas. And amongst all of those presents that are under the tree, you have a present in there. It has your name on it. And it's from your rich uncle. And so they're passing out the presents around, and then they take that present from your rich uncle, and they come and they give you that present. Sounds pretty cool, right? You say, whatever this is, it's got to be a good gift, right? Because my uncle is loaded. He's got lots of money. So let's imagine they're opening gifts all the way around, and they come to you, and you're holding that gift from your rich uncle. Now listen, let's say that you took that gift and just threw it across the room and said, I don't want it. First off, you'd be crazy. Just letting you know that, Amen. But second off, I want you to understand this simple little thing. If you reject the gift, then it never becomes yours. Now let me tell you about a gift that is far greater than any human or physical gift that's ever been given. It's the gift that we receive, can receive, through Jesus Christ. And so this is what's important for us to understand, is that we must then receive the gift of salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. He purchased that gift for us. He was sent. He came into the world ultimately for the purpose of going to the cross and to bear our sins in his place, to take our sins upon him. When he hung on the cross, he died paying that penalty for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day, victorious over death, hell, and the grave, and he has purchased the forgiveness of sins. But God gives to every one of us a free will. And with that free will, we're not automatically saved. You're not saved just because um, you're part of the human race. You're not saved just because you're here in church today or because you attend church or because you're a religious person. None of that is what saves you. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. But listen to this about receiving the gift. In 1 John 1, in verse number 12, Jesus says this, But he as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now the gift of God, thanks be to God, which giveth us uh, for his unspeakable gift. And this gift, this gift that is greater than any gift that anyone could ever receive, the gift of salvation, has been purchased. And that gift is extended 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now listen, you'd be crazy. You'd be crazy if you took the gift from your rich uncle and threw it away and said, I don't want it. I'm never going to have it. I don't care anything about it. I don't want that gift. You'd be crazy if you did that, wouldn't you be? But let me tell you something that would be even crazier than that. And that is to not receive the gift of salvation that has been purchased and is extended through Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins. Only Jesus can save you and take you to heaven. Listen to me now this morning. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a pastor, because I preach God's word, because I help people with the word of God. I've been a pastor now for coming on 34 years, assistant pastor for four years before that. I'm not going to heaven because of any religious work or any dedicated work that I've done for the Lord. I'm going to heaven because when I was 12 years old, I received Jesus Christ as my personal savior. <laughs> it only seemed reasonable that if I could receive the greatest gift known to mankind, it only seemed reasonable that I would do that. Why would I reject such a gift? Why would I take and push it aside? Why would I say, no, I'm, I'm really not interested in that. I want to help you out. I was very interested in it. Very interested. I, I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want it to pass by. And here's what I believe. Listen, I'm just telling you this for your sake. But here's what I believe. When I heard the gospel that day on a Friday night at camp, I thought it was possible that if I didn't get saved that day, I might not have the opportunity to get saved again. Now you say, preacher, I'm sure that wasn't true. And let me say to you, it may very well have not been true. But it was a really good thing to believe. Because how do we know that we'll have that opportunity again another time? How do we know that? Right? And the fact of the matter is we don't. So the issue then is will we receive the gift that Jesus has purchased for us when he died on the cross. And I want to I want to give a, give a, just a call and just a plead that you would believe on Jesus Christ to be saved. There are here this morning many people, a number of people that have not been saved. You don't know that heaven is your home, you're not saved and going to heaven. And I'm not saying that in that in a derogatory way at all. I'm saying that with a heart of love and compassion that today could be for you that day of salvation. As the Holy Spirit is pressing upon your heart, you'd say I need to believe on Jesus Christ. I need to receive the gift that he has purchased for me. I need to be saved. And let me say this in such a, a practical but an important way. And this, that is that if you're here and you've been saved, then let us never, ever get over having received the greatest gift that we've ever got. Listen, there's many important and precious things in my life. When I married my precious wife, and one of the very, very best things in my life when God gave us the precious kids that we have, grandkids, man, they're wonderful. Amen? I wish we had started with the grandkids. They're just wonderful. <laughs> now, I speak this as the grandpa, not the grandma, but one of the things that's wonderful about grandkids is you can send them home. Amen? Just send them home. Amen? Enjoy them and send them home. But listen, something far greater than those relationships in my life is the day that I believed on Jesus and got saved. The single most important thing ever in my life. I got saved. Now listen, if you are saved, let me say to you, please, never get over it. Never get over it. Never get over it. Just rejoice 
and that salvation that you have in Jesus Christ. Because if it's fresh and wonderful to you, then you'll be way more likely to share it with somebody else, which is exactly what you need to do. Amen? Let me ask this question. Do you know that you're saved? Do you know that you're going to heaven? If you don't know that, then today, today is that day of salvation. I didn't ask you, were you religious? I didn't ask you if you feel like you have some close personal relationship with the Lord. That's not what I asked you. I asked you, has there been a definite time in your life where you have been born again? That day of salvation where you believed on Jesus Christ and got saved. Now I want to pray for you all over and I want to ask for God just to move on your heart and for you to respond. If you're not sure that you're saved, then you need to respond. You need to come forward. And today needs to be this day, right here in this Christmas program, right here in this Christmas season 2021, that I heard the message of the gospel and I believed on Jesus Christ and I got saved. Now also, for every one of us that are saved, let this be a reminder to you about the greatness of the gift that we received that day when you were saved, when you were born again. Now I want to pray for you, and I want to ask if you would all over to stand. And the reason for that, I want to be honest with you, is it makes it easier for you to respond and to come. It also makes it easier for those around you to respond and come. And I believe that that's very, very important. So I want to pray, and there's those in the choir that will be able to show from the Bible, will be able to pray with anyone that will be coming for salvation all over. Please, I would say to you, don't put that off. Don't, don't say I'll do it another day. Remember what I said when the Holy Spirit of God was pressing on my heart? I literally believed this might be the only opportunity that I have to get saved. And thank God, thank God, I did not put it off. Amen. The Heavenly Father, I pray that you speak to our hearts, and I pray that you'd help us now in this time. Lord, I pray that everyone that is saved, I pray that they would come just rejoicing in having, by faith, received the greatest gift that anyone could ever have. But Lord, I'm also very burdened for those that do not know you, Jesus, as their personal Savior. And I pray that they would come. I pray they'd not put it off. I pray that they would just step out without a concern about any embarrassment, and I pray that they would come in this time of invitation. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The piano is playing and all over. Now you respond. Many will be coming to pray. Hi, this is Brent Lenentine. And before we go, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. It is our prayer that today's message has encouraged and helped you. If you have any questions about how to be saved or your Christian walk, we would love to connect with you. Please visit us at gospellightbaptist.org. If you live in the greater Albuquerque area and don't have a church home, we hope that you'll visit with us soon at Gospel Light Baptist Church in Rio Rancho. And if you do have a church home, then I pray that you are able to attend there. Every person needs to be faithful and accountable in a local church where they can grow and serve. This podcast is a supplement to your spiritual growth and let it encourage you to be more for Christ. Again, our website is gospellightbaptist.org. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. 
If you are listening for the first time, we believe the most important decision you could ever make is the decision to know Jesus in a personal way. To find out more about that, please visit gospellightbaptist.org slash Jesus. If you are a regular listener, we want to thank you for your time, and we would ask that you subscribe to this podcast, and also take a moment to share it with others on social media. Until next time, may God richly bless you.